just as background, Chantel, we had uh, Paul Horkin, who's the new SGA president, okay. on this last week. And two weeks before, we had the former SGA president, whose name is uh, uh, Carlos mm-hmm. Dos Santos. So, And now Chantel's the president. Yeah. She, you're a president, too? Yeah, of the uh, black social workers. So, yeah, I just got elected in there. <laughs> See? We're lousy with presidents. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, a uh, – we're just, like, uh, presidents all day long on this podcast. Right. Is that, <laughs> all day, is that okay? Day. Yeah. <laughs> We had our presidential election for the Student Government Association here at WestCon, and today the winner, Paul Horkin, is joining us. I'm Paul Steinmetz, and this is WCSU 411, the podcast that tells you everything about Western Connecticut State University. We'll also hear from Chantel Williams about events on campus, but now here's President Paul Horkin. Thanks for joining us today, Paul. Thank you for having me. So... My first question is, why would you ever think it's a good idea to be SGA president? (laughs) That is a good question. Honestly, two years ago, I was a student on campus, and I was a commuter student, um, and I was just that person who came to class and then went home. Mm -hmm. And I, I never stayed for events. I didn't go to homecoming. I didn't go to the football game. I didn't really do anything other than go to class. And I kind of got tired of that after a while. Mm. So I started looking for ways to get more involved on campus, which obviously brought me to CSI's website, the Center for Student Involvement. And I wanted to start a club that wasn't already on campus. And so I didn't really know how to do that. And through that, somehow, I've heard about SGA. Mm -hmm. And so I met Carlos Dos Santos, who was the, I guess, now former president. Mm -hmm. And... He said, well, if you're you know, looking to get involved on campus, you should really consider being an SGA. And I said, okay, well, I don't really know what SGA is. And then he told me a little bit about it, and I think a week later I got appointed in Senate, and I've been on ever since. And so originally I actually wasn't planning on running, but then I kind of you know, got a little bit of a taste of everything in SGA. I sat on, I think, six committees my first year. Mm. So I got a really good idea of kind of how it functioned as an organization. And then I kind of, in a weird way, got into the vice president of student relations position because I actually didn't run for it. But unfortunately, a a turn of events led the position, uh, led to the position being open. And so I got to do that for a year. And then another unfortunate event, about a month into my newly elected position, um, the vice president of internal affairs became vacant. Mm. So there was, I think, almost five weeks there where I was both the vice president of internal affairs and the vice president of student relations, as well as working a full-time job and being a full-time student. And so I think that's really what prepared me and um, gave me the confidence to be able to run for president. And I fell in love with it. I, I'm not one of those people who is kind of widespread and involved in, a, uh, you know, a, a magnitude of different things. I dedicated 100% of myself to SGA because I, I really did fall in love with it. So it's the only thing that I do on campus now um, other than obviously go to class. And I do have a part-time job, but that's kind of how I got to where I am right now. Hmm. So that's a great story. You went from zero to 100, basically. Yes. 
<laughs> almost immediately. And uh, what stopped, what did you fall in love with? Why didn't you just say, this is too much, this is crazy? I, At first, I fell in love with the people hmm. who were in it, my my peers and, and the other students. And this is back when I was a senator. Um, I really just fell in love with the passion that they had for helping other students on campus. And a few short weeks into it, when I first started, I kind of realized that all of us had this same passion, which was we just want all of the students on campus to love the university as much as we do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be difficult, difficult, you know, for, for mul multiple different reasons, whether it's, you know, um, you're just uh, like someone who I was, you know, a commuter who doesn't really know about all of the different things WestCon offers or someone who is just like works full time and goes to night class or something like that who doesn't really have the time. So it's it's really finding different ways to get those types of people on board and involved with things that they may not necessarily even know about. Um, but as far as the executive board positions, there were certainly times within those five weeks where I was doing both that I, I was like, oh, I just want to give up. Mm. This is it's, it's so difficult. But I don't know. It's kind of my mom always used to tell me that purpose fuels passion. And I was really passionate about what I was doing. And, and, and I thought that it was for a really good purpose. And so I just kind of once I gained that momentum, I just didn't let myself stop. So I definitely lost a lot of sleep. And uh, <laughs> it was a difficult five weeks. But. It definitely was worth it in the end. Yeah, your mom was right. Yeah. So the, uh, I mean, being SGA president and what you've been doing up until now really is a full-time job, right? Yeah. And you're a full-time student. Yeah. You have two full-time jobs and a part-time job. Yeah, right. Pretty much. <laughs> it's a lot. But, you know, my part-time, I work at a farm in Bethel, huh. um, and I really love what I do. It's like a sustainable farm called Holbrook. Mm -hmm. And... It was just worth it to me to keep to keep both because I really do love I don't love one more than the other. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been there for just about as much time as I've been here with SGA. So, yeah, it's 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 that gets difficult, but I think it's all worth it. A lot of these students I've talked to in positions similar to yours say, well, I just don't sleep a lot. Yeah. <laughs> sleep. You know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. That's what I always say, <laughs> because I mean. I sleep probably five hours a night, sometimes mm. a little bit less. Mm. And when I get to sleep in six or seven, it's like, you know, having a cupcake now. I just right. love it. It's so it's like a little sweet treat. <laughs> so do you you're gearing up? It's the uh, end of this semester, end of mm -hmm. the spring semester, going into the summer. Are you gearing up now for the fall, or are you at Full speed right now. How does that work? Yeah, I would say I'm starting to prepare a little bit for um, the summer now because I, I do plan on, you know, being in the SGA office probably two to three days a week over the summer. Um, I would definitely like to utilize a lot of that time to kind of introduce myself and have maybe some sit downs with a lot of the faculty members I'll be working with next semester um, and next year. But also... I know that uh, in some regard, I'll have to be a part of orientation. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then we also do have our summer NACA um, out at Arizona State University this summer. So I'm looking forward to that. But um, Is that a student government thing? It's like a student programming thing, I believe. I don't remember exactly what it stands for, but I, like, I'm pretty sure all student organizations and clubs and associations, things like that go. And it's for programming and you know student leadership, things like that. Mm. Um, so that's out in Arizona State. 
And then right now, as far as for the the rest of the semester, it's really just going to be working with Carlos and kind of getting a good idea of of how to do the job and and really transitioning um, into a new position. So he'll be here. We talked to him a couple of weeks ago. So he'll be here in the admissions office, right? Is that where he is? I think he's interning for Dennis Lesko in CSI. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... It, in some ways, it'll be good to have him here, the old hand who can mm-hmm. uh, answer your questions. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, I kick always, him out yet, have you? Or? Oh, no, no, no. Don't plan on kicking him out. But I do always say uh, over the years, you know, Carlos and I have – I'm very fortunate to have become very close friends with him. Um, so I always say even if he wasn't sticking around, I know that he's only a phone call away. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm very excited that he will be. Um, I think that that will definitely make the transition in the beginning of the year, once it's really it's me who's doing it, mm-hmm. uh, a lot easier. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And do you know all your VPs, too, your vice presidents? I do, yes. So my vice president of internal affairs is Anna Adabombo. Um, the vice president of student relations is a guy named Eli Watson, mm-hmm. um, who just recently started with SGA mm-hmm. and um, has done a lot of work with nonprofits. Uh, the vice president of finance is actually the same as it was this year, Danny Men. Yeah. Um, and then the parliamentarian is going to be Zoe Drew. That's great. Yeah, we're excited. We will be um, hiring a secretary, though, soon. Oh, really? So if anybody's wow. interested. Yeah. A student secretary or a... a we have a student who's... secretary, yeah. Mm. It's usually always a student secretary who is going to be here for the full academic year. Oh, I see. And that's who you hire? That's who we hire, yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Some they have to know how to type, I guess. Yeah, definitely they have to be fast typers because those minutes they get tough. <laughs> so, this is what I know about uh, being SGA president. You've got twenty-five or twenty-eight senators, student senators. Mm-hmm. So one or two or three of them will be crazy and will mm-hmm. drive you, uh, make your life miserable. Mm-hmm. And then you got the faculty on the other side who right. are trying to are always coming to you with problems that you they want you to solve. Yeah, is that basically it? Um, you know, yeah, I think in a nutshell, that's kind of that's kind of how it works, because really, you know, you are the liaison between the student body and the upper administration and, and you know, senior level staff. And that's a lot of responsibility. And that's a lot of different people who obviously the needs of the students are much different than the needs of the faculty. Mm-hmm. So that's something that um, I always have to to recognize and keep in mind. But I work very well with people. When somebody asks me what I'm good at, I always say I'm good at people. Um, I always have been. Uh, and I, I don't really have any concerns as far as that goes. Um, I think I have a pretty good grasp on the senators that we're going to be having next year and a good relationship with all of them. And um, I'm sure that I will be able to say the same for the faculty too. And the um – so Carlos, as uh, I understand it, did a really good job of uh, working with the administration and getting to know them and letting them know him and, um, uh, I don't know, solving a lot of problems. They mm-hmm. would call him up all the time and say, Carlos, you've got this problem. Can you help? And he did. Yeah. So is that your going to be your approach to? Absolutely, yeah. I think that a lot of the reason that Carlos was so fantastic at doing that was because he knew the school like the back of his hand, Mm. and he knew the students very well. Um, Similar to him, I'm pretty well known around campus. Um, I've made a point of of making sure of that throughout my time here, especially in, you know, my last year in my current position, uh, once I kind of set my sights on the presidency. 
And so I think that with with those two things, you know, the, the good relationship with the student body as well as the staff, and then just a basic understanding of really the functionality of the school itself, mm-hmm. I think he was really able to do that very well. And I, I hope to I hope to follow in that path. So sometimes a student government opposes the administration over something, and uh, you really have to take a stand and uh, slap them down. Right. Do you see that uh, happening, or is there anything on the horizon that might uh, be controversial or um, that you'll have to deal with like that? Hopefully nothing controversial. I mean, we Mm. can always hope that nothing too bad happens or goes on, but... You know, I mean, the, 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 a great example of that's something that Carlos had to deal with, I think, was with the neurovirus, you mm-hmm. know, and and something that I kind of learned from all of that as a wallflower, I, I would say, in that situation was that a lot of the times when things go bad, I think that we just want to look for someone to blame. Mm-hmm. But, you know, something like the neurovirus, you really can't prevent that. There's no preventing an outbreak of, of, of a disease or a virus, you know, so... Um, I think sometimes the best thing you got to do in situations like that is kind of rein people back in mm. and uh, say, you know, this is nobody's fault and this is how it's being handled and everybody is doing their best. I think that's something that I, I have to encourage but also remind people a lot is that people are, are out here doing their best to make sure things run smoothly. You know, and I remember a conversation I had with someone and I said, what do you think that the administration wanted all of their students to get sick with neurovirus and close campus for a weekend or something? No. That's not what anybody wants, you know? So it happens, controversial things come up, and I just think it's all about, you know, how you handle it and how you respond to it. Yeah, it is interesting that, uh, um, I mean, part of it is the administration has to make sure that communication, there's communication, information gets out there. Right. And um, even then, sometimes people don't believe what they are hearing and... And sometimes there is a lack of information. The administration doesn't know everything that's uh, uh, going on with the norovirus, say. Right. we had that water break at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess a lot does uh, will fall, would fall on you, right? To yeah. To kind of keep the waters calm. Right, yeah. I think I'll, I think I'll do a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, you know. Just keep continuing to do what I do now. It's kind of like a little bit similar, you know, because I am uh, kind of like that. They say that the internal affairs VP is like the internal face mm. of SGA and the vice president of student relations is like the external face. So a lot of the stuff that I do now is kind of like, you know, the event planning, mm-hmm. making sure that students are happy with things like that, that they're coming out to these events. And um, it's similar, but also different at the same time. Do students walk up to you and say, hey, you're the president. I've got this issue. They have not done so yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually do know that people do that to Carlos. Oh, they do. Yeah. But once somebody learns that you're on the – it happens to me in a different sense. It happens to me in the sense of, hey, we want to bring this back to campus or we want to have a spring concert this year. What are the chances of that happening? You know, I have people walk into my office and sit down at my cubicle all the time and say, hey, we're, we heard you're having this event and we're trying to bring this fraternity back to campus. And we were wondering if we could set up a table and, and you know, advertise for, for our event. So students come up to me, I think, in a different way than they would come up to Carlos. Mm-hmm. But I do know that it happens. So I'm sure that once I am in the presidency and everybody knows that it's me now, mm-hmm. um, that students will come up to me and, and bring their concerns to me. Yeah. And 
You mentioned fraternities, uh, which are always uh, under the uh, radar a little bit here, but they're always kind of controversial or potentially controversial. Yeah. So what's the position on that? Do we encourage new fraternities or how does that work when they get approved here? You know, it's difficult. The the Greek life is kind of like a foreign world to me. Hmm. I don't know much about it. Um, you know, obviously, compared to schools where there's like 25, 30,000 people, our, our Greek life doesn't really compare. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who are in Greek life, I've learned on our campus, really, they're so passionate about it. And mm-hmm. they love Greek life like I love SGA, you know, mm-hmm. so I can't say anything against that. But I don't really know. I mean, you have we do have, a, a, I think, a couple fraternities and a sorority right now that are trying to be reinstated or, or brought to our campus. And as far as the process for for that, I don't, I really don't know. Um, but I mean, as long as you know, they can be controversial. But there are, you know, strict rules mm-hmm. that that fraternities and sororities and all Greek life have to follow. So as long as as long as they are doing that, and the ones that we already have on campus are doing that, I don't see a problem with it. Um, but that really has to do with uh, CSI and I think Courtney McKinney, who's the graduate intern for all Greek life. So, mm-hmm. so you are the one of the rules enforcers now, you're, uh, you know, students, there's rules for uh, setting up an event and mm-hmm. setting up uh, a protest if you want to and all those kinds of things. Right. A lot of them start with you or will, with your office, right? Yeah, we do fund a lot of the, uh, we fund actually all of the student events that happen on campus. Mm-hmm. So in that way, we are technically responsible um, for all of them. And then there are rules and procedures, obviously, that, that we enforce with, with clubs and the governing documents and things like that. And that sometimes gets tough. That's where some of the problems come up, right? Yeah. Some of the clubs don't want to do that. Definitely. You know, and I think it's all about making a judgment call in the moment with things like that and, and figuring out, you know, if it's worth enforcing certain rules and, and to what, you know, extent or degree a rule has been broken and i think you know it's case by case when it comes to something like that you know each each incident i think has been i mean we've had some that have been very serious and we've had some that have been you know not even a big deal at all so it varies and i think you just have to use your best judgment when you have to consider things like that so we've talked about the day-to-day kind of stuff that a president does do you have a vision that you've thought about that you want to um see happen here on campus through SGA that is different or the same or? Yeah. um, You know, I really would like to work on somehow bridging the gap between West Side and Midtown. Mm. A lot of the times, I mean, I can't even tell you how many students I've talked to that have said the words, I wish we were one campus. Mm -hmm. And that's not a reality. So instead of trying to, you know, make something like that happen, there has to be a way to plan events on on both campuses where you have students who are living on West Side coming to Midtown and students who are living on Midtown coming to West Side. And I don't that's something that I would like to focus on. Um I think it's something that's important because it's it's a concern that I've heard again and again since my freshman year here. And um I would also like to continue working on on the scholarship that we created. Um that is something that Carlos had had initiated, I think, last year. Uh, that was a huge 
success and a really big deal to all of us. We were all really excited about that. The one you had the fundraising breakfast for a couple of weeks ago. That one is actually different. That's mm. the Student Assistance Fund, mm -hmm. which I am definitely going to encourage the next VPSR uh, to continue with that. Because we, uh, I think we grossed over $5,000 in donations for that event, mm -hmm. um, which is a huge success. And I was not expecting that, if I'm being honest with you, but obviously was pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to work with the person who's, who's going to be taking my position next um, because there's a lot of good things that, that, you know, I did this year and that I did with the help of Carlos and the rest of my e-board that I think a lot of the faculty uh, were really impressed by mm -hmm. um, that I would like to continue and kind of become like staple events at the school. So, yeah. and What was the scholarship you were talking about before I interrupted you? So that was a scholarship that Carlos had worked on, I believe, with the foundation, hmm. but I'm not entirely sure. Um, and it was a $100,000 scholarship that was put into an account. Um, there was like an MOU that was done for it, and it's going to be uh, for students um, on campus to – to, to be given out to them. So the Student Assistance Fund is a little bit different because mm -hmm. that's more for um, students who are in an emergency financial crisis mm -hmm. um, that would in some way impair their ability to be able to finish their education um, versus the scholarship that we created, which is more just a general scholarship for students. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So is that have they been able to apply for that yet or will they for the upcoming semester? I know that I believe... It has to sit in an account for a year mm -hmm. first. So I, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on this, I think next semester mm -hmm. they'll be able to start applying for that scholarship. Cool. Yeah. And uh, what year are you? So technically it's hard to tell because I started part-time in 2014 mm. and then I took a year off because I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. And I felt like I was wasting my money taking just kind of general courses when I had really no – clue what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so then I came back. So now currently I'm a rising senior. So I'll be graduating in, the, in May. A year from May, from now. A year from now, yeah. And what's your major? I'm a political science major. Hmm. How did you settle on that? I wanted to go to law school. That's what I want to do. I want to go to law school. And um, I didn't want to do justice in law administration because I was reading an article in Forbes about how a lot of the top, like, 25 law schools were now actually preferring people get their bachelor's degrees in more, like, generalized areas, mm -hmm. like history or political science or chemistry, which was a really weird and interesting one. But I guess weird. I don't know what kind of law they're doing. But um, so I, I decided to do political science because I also want to do human rights law. So a lot of that has to do with politics mm -hmm. and, you know changing documents and legislation and fighting for the rights of everybody. So mm -hmm. I thought it was a good undergrad for law school if I wanted to do that kind of law. Yeah. How did you decide to become a lawyer? What was that path? Well, my Aunt Maureen um, was actually a lawyer for the Attorney General of the state of Florida for a long time. And I went and I spent some time with her down in Jacksonville, Florida, working in her office. And um, I sat in on meetings that she had with clients, and I helped her with some some legal paperwork. And ever since then, I just felt I just loved it. I, I had so much fun doing it. And um, she was actually on the Oprah Winfrey show for for settling a law case, which was really interesting. Um, so she was she was very successful. 
and um, I saw all you know all of the things that she was able to do for her family and and for women and for children, which is the law that she did, and it just inspired me to to do it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And can you get Oprah to come to campus? You know, I wish I could. Maybe. I'll have to call up my aunt and see about that. That would be really crazy, huh? (laughs) It would be great. Then she could come on the podcast. Yeah, of course. uh, Did you live in Danbury? Are you still a commuter living in Danbury? Yeah, I am a commuter. So my freshman year, I lived in Litchfield Hall before it was renovated. Hmm. Um, And then I did that just to kind of meet people. Um, and I still wanted to get that college experience that all my friends were getting when we graduated high school. So after my first year, I kind of met all of my friends and met a lot of people I didn't expect to meet that I probably wouldn't have if I didn't live on campus. And then I moved home. So I live in New Fairfield, Connecticut. Hmm. And you came to uh, – how did you end up coming to WestCon? So I ended up coming to WestCon because at the end of my senior year – I this is actually a little bit of a weird story. I was going to go to the Art Institute of America hmm. um, in New York City for fashion design and merchandising. And about three weeks before I was supposed to go, something happened. And I guess there was a financial aid form I had filled out incorrectly and it fell through. And so my bill was more money than I would ever be able to pay mm-hmm. or that my family would ever be able to pay. And that's $100,000 school annually. So, um, Yikes. yeah, it's a lot. So I came here instead because it was the it was an alternative. It was close to home, um, which was something that was important to me. I have a really a close relationship with my family and, and my friends from home. Um, and, you know, I never had anything against the school. I loved it. I didn't really know much about it, but I originally applied as like a safety school. And then I wound up coming here and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. So. Here I am. That's a good story. Yeah. And you're not in fashion no. or merchandising anymore. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's quickly changed. <laughs> you still have an interest in it? I still sketch, yeah. I've always loved sketching. I, I enjoy designing clothes, but it's more of a hobby, I realized, mm-hmm. than it is something I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you're going to have a great year as president. Good luck with that. Thank Congratulations you. on uh, winning the election. Thanks so much. And um, we'll have you on again, too, before you uh, wrap up your your uh, presidency, okay? Yeah, sure. I look forward to it. That'd be great. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. All righty. Here we mentioned some of the other podcasts that we do here at Western Connecticut State University. And actually, none of them are as good as WCSU 411, but I do have to admit that they're okay. On Gab and Grow, they had a good interview with Dr. Sharma, who's a great JLA professor. She spoke with Mary Beth Griffin about prepping for finals. And so Dr. Sharma's incredible, so listen just for that. And our resident bomb thrower, Dr. Jackie Guzda, interviewed the director of a gun violence prevention agency. That was kind of interesting. And along with WCSU 411, we all come to you from Western Connecticut State University, which offers a high-quality, affordable education. If you have questions about enrolling at WestCon, send an email to admissions at wcsu.edu. And now, recorded live from the basement of Whitehall, here's our co-host, Chantel Williams.
And you're back from your vacation, Chantel. Yes, I am. <laughs> it was a great experience um, going down to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, it was perfect weather, first of all, as soon oh, as we got off. I know. I, I felt bad. Everybody said here it was like raining and all droopy, you know, Cold, but we had yeah. sunshine. So <laughs> I was happy about that. And um, so, yeah, from the time we got off to the plane, it was just nothing but filled with laughter and just pure like joy and happiness. As wow. I was there. Yeah. And also the workshops, because I went there for the um, Black Social Workers Conference, mm -hmm. the national conference. It was the 51st anniversary. Mm. And um, it was just so much history and um, ancestry that was involved. And it was very powerful to see, like, um, all of the black social workers come together from all different parts mm. of America. Like, there were some all the way from California that came down, New York, Detroit, um, which the conference is going to be at next year. Yeah, cool. Um, Everywhere, literally everywhere, connecting, um, just socializing with each other, networking, and it's a, it was just an amazing experience. Did and, they know um, where Connecticut was? And some, yeah, some people, but then like, you know, we always get uh, affiliated with New York, uh, so <laughs> that's true. I, I just be like, all right, um, you guys know where New York is, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> we always get you know put in that category. So, but um, there was a few that um, actually are from. Um, New York and things like that, so they know where mm. Connecticut is. And but um, it was nice to have our presence down there because usually they don't have like a Connecticut, a strong Connecticut yeah. presence. And we were kind of the only students. It was ten of us that went. Mm. Um, the but that are earning our bachelors. Most of the people are from um, are like earn their masters or you know already mm. develop in their. Um, uh, field, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we were the youngest ones, but we stood out and we made like <laughs> we made an impression on everyone. And it was like, oh, it's great that you're getting started early and that you're here. You're able to experience this and network and meet a lot of different people. And it was just wonderful. It was a really a wonderful experience. And That's good. I just I, the we did we just had a good time. Like the group, good group of people. And I can't wait for next year. <laughs> and your professors went with you too. Yes, they uh, they probably hated us by the end of the trip, but <laughs> they love us. They they know they love us. But um, by by the end of the trip, I think they were done. They were ready to go home. I remember Deneen saying, you know, I'm ready to go home <laughs> away from you guys because <laughs> I had enough of you guys for a week. But they had a great time with us. Well, that's good. <laughs> The and did you net when you network? Did you meet anybody who's going to give you a job when you get out? Maybe you never know. But like again, most of the people like weren't from Connecticut, so I would have mm. to move like out to Atlanta or which I have no problem doing because <laughs> it's beautiful out there uh -huh. or California or wherever. It's like again, people from all over. Um, but it was just nice to connect with those people um, because they can like guide me to certain places and just uh, hear about their experience and like the workshops I went to was just so powerful. Also, I went to one about um, suicide. Mm. And and it talked about suicide culture within the black community and mental health and things like that. And um, when we work with clients, uh, how do we work with clients that are suicidal and things like that? So it was just, it was amazing. And it ranged from all different ages. Again, like we were like the youngest. And then there were like elders in there that have been in the field for like 50 something years. And like they shared all of their experience. And then, you know, you have like the, the 30 year olds that have been in there for like 20 years. And then the one straight out of school after mm -hmm. getting their master's and their experience so it was just nice to uh see all of that and i was just soaking it all up i was just like i was just like going here there was so many people talking i was like oh my goodness i'm like there's just knowledge everywhere and it, we all contributed to it so um it was just a great experience it's another whole level of um education that it is really it is because it was like 
you know, the workshops felt like I was in class, but it kind of it didn't feel like mm-hmm. I was in class. It was just so engaging and things like that. And it wasn't like I was sitting there listening to a lecture. It was like I was like in the field. I was seeing things happening and really getting like hands on experience and just learning and hearing stories and things like that that was sticking in my mind forever and just um, having like these PowerPoints that were presented down to the videos. Uh, they did an excellent job presenting all of these and like uh, the ceremonies that took place were great too. Mm. So it was just it was just a wonderful experience. That's great. <laughs> and it sounds wonderful. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but you are you saying that when Deneen lectures it's not that interesting? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Deneen does a great job lecturing. Um but you know it, it's cool. <laughs> this is kind of like a non, like kind of laid back, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was better. But like, I think what made this different in school is because, like, again, there are people in the field that have been in there for years, and so it's not just all of us learning this one thing at once. It's like everybody just combining their brains right. and you know sharing the knowledge. So I think it was cool. pretty interesting. That's and the food good. was great, also. Yeah, the food was. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my favorite part, eating the food. <laughs> Going to You've mentioned that before, haven't you? <laughs> I was excited about that, yeah. <laughs> and then they had, like, scooters, so we rode the scooters. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun time. It was really fun. And the weather was just beautiful. Mm. Like, at nighttime, it was, like, um, the 70s. Like, so it wasn't, like, cold at night, and we were just going out and having a good time. And it was just fun. It was a really fun time. We're going to have a week like that up here. <laughs> you can come with us next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll go with you next year. <laughs> you can come with us next year. I'm officially the president of the club now. Oh, you so, are? Yes, I just got elected um, hey, good. this week. Thank you. So you can come with us next year. You'll have a ball. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what Deneen says. I know. All right, so now you're all prepped to uh, wrap up the last week of West Fest, right? I know, yeah. And I'd like all the events that I've been to a few this week, and they've been great. I got my kettle corn. You did? I saw Endgame, which was great. Oh, yeah. It was well, so I good. I loved it, too. Yes. It, it was really sad. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It was sad, but it was good. My like, daughter you know, cried. Good. Yeah. <laughs> how could they let that happen? Right. But, but I think, you know, it was appropriate mm-hmm. for the, the set. You know, everybody can't live forever, but I don't want to spoil anything, but I loved it. I think Thor it can really live good. forever, isn't that right? Oh, I, I think he's so. Yeah, I think he's the old, only yeah. one that yeah. can actually, like, well, I, it was Captain America also, but, like, he kind of, like. He, that's because he was frozen, thing. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's your, your Yeah, right, so right. he kind of, like, backtracked and was like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to live forever, so. <laughs> It's like, I mean, that's your personal decision. So. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I thought they did an excellent job. But, like, I, for the fans that are kind of sad that it's, like, over for some of the characters, I just read recently in the news that said um, they're coming out with an Avengers versus X-Men. Yeah. And they're going to have the original uh, members of Avengers. So I don't know if this is going to happen before Endgame or how they're going to do it. Because they said it, it didn't feel right if they had, like... Uh, Avengers versus X-Men and they just introduce all these new people and like it's not going to be the same so they need the original but I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody but Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it yet I would suggest you go see it but it was a great movie so I saw that got my kettle corn so I have my kettle corn with me in the movie theater because you know it's three hours long so (laughs) I was just chomping away and um, what else Uh, Bingo was a success did you win this year? no oh for God's sakes I know it's you know next year maybe you got one more year (laughs) right one more year and if I (laughs) don't win anything then i'm just gonna give up like okay okay guys it's not meant for me um but my friend yes i was there all day okay i must say i'm gonna give myself this award 
Um, I'm the most dedicated friend, okay? <laughs> because my my roommate, she was in uh, the Touch a Chalk contest, and she came in second place. Oh, yes. So she got the four hundred dollar gift card. She wanted the thousand, but she got the four hundred. Um, we were there from four o'clock to I believe it was about uh, ten thirty mm. at night. So they were there for a long time. And I was I did not I, as a friend I did not expect her to last that long, but she lasted and she proved to everyone like I could do this. And so I was rooting for her and but I was I was cold. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It was cold. <laughs> I was cold. Like the day started off great and then it was like a few showers and then the sun just trying to come back out again and a little sprinkler again and it came back out and then at night it just froze over. So it was just got cold. But um, I was out there along with my other roommate, and we were out there um, with our blankets supporting our friend. So, you know, but it was a great contest. And it was just, it was funny because, you know, um, throughout the the period of the touch truck, um, they, they offer gift cards as an incentive to, like, get your hand off the truck. So some people would take that incentive, and then some people would like, no, I was out here this long. I might as well just stay. So What caused your friend to stay? Oh, she wanted the thousand dollars. She said she's not going to settle for anything less. Or what the, made but, her stop lose then? Oh, Coming they, um, Simon says. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, because it was like eight people left, and it was going on like nine o'clock. So they was like, all right, we got to do something because no, none of these people are budging. <laughs> so yeah. they started a Simon Says game, and that's what got a few people out. And then um, it was down to the last two, and she lost the the other girl. But I mean, at least she still got a prize. Four hundred dollars yeah, no is still it's mm-hmm. better than walking away with nothing after all this time. Like you so, did, right? I, well, I didn't participate, so I, I was know, like, but... yeah, but I didn't walk away. With, but I told her, you know, um, you know, I was there. You know, I was a supportive friend, so you're gonna have to share your winnings. <laughs> I was there the whole entire time. Yeah. I was doing my homework on the side. <laughs> I was getting her food, getting her water, like, putting her jacket on. It was it was crazy, but it was a fun experience. So, I know she doesn't want you to tell this, but was she wearing a diaper? No. Wow, <laughs> no. that's a long time, But man. you know what? People are dedicated. Like, when, <laughs> one guy named Duke, he came out with a neck pillow, you know, the ones that you uh, wear yeah. on the air. The airways had those on. These people were very serious about this game. So, How many people um, started it? It started with 20 people. Only 20, huh? Yes, 20 people. I guess you can't really fit too many more, right? Well, there was space, but it started at 4 o'clock, so mm. some people missed it. Like, they just missed it by that much, but I had to stop, start, you know, on time mm-hmm. because it, it can go to whenever. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it started at 4 o'clock, and um, it was interesting to see. I really had a good time, like, just watching everything. Everything that they had to do, <laughs> it was funny. But she lasted a long time, so she should feel proud. But now she, she's sore. <laughs> she's sore today. She's like, I can't move. I'm sore. I was like, all right, well, you had your five, $400, so go ahead and get a massage. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Boy, that's good. So that was a fun event. And then also yesterday was the block party. So um, the SGA block party, they hosted it right in front of the student center on West Side. Mm-hmm. So Chuck, Touch a Truck was going right there and the food trucks were right there. So oh. you could get food and watch, you know, the events mm. that were going on. Um, so I had they had three trucks. They had a Mediterranean truck, a Cheerios truck, well, mm. four trucks, Cheerios truck, um, like an Asian cuisine truck and, and wing it on the wing spot. Mm. Um, I had the wings. They were really good. Um, and the churros were really good too. And it was just, it was a fun time. Everybody came out and had a good time and was like socializing with each other, eating and yeah, um, listening to the music. So um, thank you, SGA, for that because that was a great, uh, and I'm glad I didn't like pour on yeah. it. So. Was Pete there too with the equipment? Oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> 
He's got yeah. a headache today. Aww. No, they postponed some of the stuff until the carnival, I yeah. think, because oh, of the I weather. See. Yeah. It was, like, so unpredictable because the day, I thought it was supposed to rain, like, the whole day. Yeah. And when I was at internship, we went outside and we were like, oh, wow, it's a beautiful day. So we were outside, you know, with the kids with the bubbles because they're obsessed with bubbles. They, <laughs> I, I haven't realized how obsessed kids can be with bubbles. Like, I don't think I had that big of a, an obsession, but uh-huh. three three to five-year-olds, they have an obsession with bubbles, like, to the point of, like, they will chase a bubble all the way down the street if they <laughs> if they have to. But, um, yeah, so we went outside, and it was beautiful, and I was like, oh, I hope it stays like this for the event. So, I mean, it did sprinkle here and there, but it wasn't, like, a downpour like mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be, so that's good. And, um, so, yeah, so that was the first week, and so the second week is happening, and it starts uh, May 7th with the Escape to West Con, oh, yeah. the Escape Room. Is that a whole campus thing, or is there one room? I actually, where it is? I don't, I don't know how they're gonna do it. But I, the, the original like skate room idea is yeah. just like a room with a whole bunch of different clues and puzzles mm-hmm. and things like that. So I don't know if they're gonna do it like that, or are they just gonna do like a whole campus? And uh, you're in the middle of that too. Right? Yes, I'm doing it. So um, mm. that should be fun. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but I'm excited about it. I still haven't watched the movie yet, the Escape Room movie. Oh, yeah, I but um, I'm afraid to watch it because I just don't. I don't know. I don't watch that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Um, we're going to see. I heard it's supposed to be really fun. Mm-hmm. So um, that's May 7th, the escape room, and that's brought to you by um, the Department of Biology, Chemistry, Computer Science, and Mathematics. They all teamed up together to uh, uh, bring the escape room to West Con. Because it's an intellectual kind of thing? Is I that guess, what they're saying? I think, so. I think there's going to be a little bit of knowledge that you need for each department, so you're going to have to know something about biology, chemistry, computer science, and mathematics, because uh, if they all teamed up together... Uh, this escape room is going to be kind of harder than yeah, we expect. No <laughs> so I think you got to have like a little knowledge from each of these. I'd be groups. locked in there. I know. I don't know about life. you know the chemistry part. I'll probably like blow something up, like trying to like figure out a formula or something. So I don't know. If it's bubbles, you'll be <laughs> right. a winner. Uh, yeah. If it's bubbles, I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, but uh, yeah, I don't know about. I don't know. We have to see how it is. Mm-hmm. And um, you get to receive a free T-shirt. So if anything, I get yeah. a free T-shirt. So yeah, you can never you. go wrong. Yeah. Right. And this, you can never like I usually rack up with free T-shirts like the beginning of the semester um, and then the end of the semester because of West Fest week. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like homecoming. You rack up and then the end of, like West Fest week, you rack up on free T-shirts. Then do you wash your car with them or do you actually oh, no, wear I, them? I have so many like I wear some to sleep. I wear some to work. Like I have a good pile from the time I started here. I don't think I ever brought one shirt here. Like I, I brought one shirt, but actually that was before I was like accepted. So like I was like on a visit. Right. But since I've been actually a student here, I don't think I ever brought like one shirt. It's just that all is just very like funny. You don't need a shirt shirts. when you're a student at Westcon. You don't because you have endless opportunities as long as you go to the events and things to mm-hmm. get free T-shirts. So why not? You know, yeah, long sleeve, short sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This you get, and the shirts are really good. Like whoever designs them and whoever comes up with the um, ideas and things like that, the color scheme, they're always really good. Mm-hmm. So I really do love the shirts here. So it's not like low quality like mm-hmm. shirts. It's really good design shirts. So um. Yeah, you get a free T-shirt. You can't complain with that. No. <laughs> and this is going to take place between 9.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., so it's kind of like a whole day thing. Yikes. Yeah, we're going to see. If mm. we hear chaos on the campus, you know why. <laughs> like, we're trying to escape That's from right. a room. <laughs> May 8th, there's going to uh, host a Heart of Art Festival. This is hosted by the Psych Alliance, um, and this will take place 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Fairfield Hall Lawn. I mean, Lawn. Um, at Midtown. And this event uh, 
is to promote happiness and overall well-being. It's a free event. It's open to students and faculty, so it should be fun, you know. Sounds uh, kind of unrealistic. It does. Well, <laughs> it does. Well, I mean, you know, we'll see. It's kind of like... It's kind of weird to have this event happening like right before finals week because this is the time that most people are stressed out. Mm -hmm. So they kind of don't want to hear about love and happiness. They just want to hear about, you know, getting my grades and moving on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you got to keep it positive. So they're going to have free live music, free um, uh, food and cotton candy, and they're going to have free painting. So the canvases and paint and everything is provided. Um, and then it's going to be, like, again, live music, candy, and it's just going to be a nice event. It's a, like a little festival at Fairfield. Well, if there's candy, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. so it'll make people happy, you mm-hmm. know? And maybe you can paint your stress away, you know? <laughs> you never know. Yeah. <laughs> so this is happening May 8th, the Heart of Art Festival, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Midtown Campus, um, Fairfield Hall Lawn. So it's right in front of Fairfield Hall, right. that big space mm-hmm. that they have. And that should be fun, I, you know, bring some happiness you're optimistic. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm constantly happy all the time. So like it's like <laughs> it's kind of hard for me like not to be like oh happiness you know. <laughs> it's kind of hard for me not to be like that. Or else uh, Pete's gonna avoid it. <laughs> but just paint your stress away. That, that always works. Get a candy and paint your stress away. Um, May eighth, we have karaoke. The WCSU Program Event Activities Council will host karaoke from eight to ten p.m. in the Daily Grind. Um, I've always go to the Daily Grind, so um, I never know kind of when karaoke is happening. I just kind of arrive and I hear people singing. And I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> but a fun fact: I did karaoke in Atlanta. We did oh, it. You did? Yeah, we did it at a lounge, and it was so fun. We sung um, "Party in the USA," and I tell you, everybody loved it. And like this girl came up to me, she was like, "I never, I used to hate the song, but now I love it." And I was like, "See, <laughs> you know, God. Miley Cyrus should pay us for you know promoting her <laughs> song and getting people on board to like it." So um, karaoke is always fun to do it with friends or by yourself. It could change you know. your life. It can. You mm-hmm. know, you never know. So you never know who's listening, you know. <laughs> so it's fun. So in uh, the Daily Grind is constantly people coming in and out of there mm-hmm. and um, they have smoothies and milkshakes and things like that. So grab one, sit down and relax and participate and pick a song that you want to karaoke to. Yeah. <laughs> you and your friends. You never Are know. Are you going to be singing? Maybe. I might just do it. I mean, why not? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know, I pretty much do everything, so I don't see why not. I yeah, I like karaoke. I think it's fun. So more people listening to the podcast will go because right. they're expecting you. So now you have I to. Maybe I know. Mm. I don't. I don't think I can do Party in the USA anymore. I have to pick another song yeah. now because I already did it. So I got to do a different song. <laughs> but I'll get I'll get my group together. and We're gonna come right. up with this song to do. Good. It should be fun. So that's happening May eighth. Karaoke. This is gonna happen in the Daily Grind. And for those of you who don't know, what the Daily Grind is located, it's on west side in the student um campus um it's in the calf so it's kind of like the building as soon as you go down the stairs it's on your right the little cafe um so go out and have a good time 8 to 10 p.m it should be fun i think i think it's gonna be fun yes <laughs> um also, may, oh this is happening may 9th the game room is hosting a party for the end of the year and this is taking place 2 to 5 p.m on midtown campus in the game room um, come out and enjoy free food, music, and prizes. So um, the game room is also fun. They have pool. They have all these. Uh, every game hmm. I think you can think of, like as in board games, like Uno, Sorry, Trouble, like Jenga, like everything. I'm pretty sure they have everything. Do people play those games? Yeah. Though? Yeah. I actually, we I hosted with BSU, we hosted two game nights, and people really did come out and have a good time. Hmm. It got very competitive because mm-hmm. people are very serious. So we hosted like a 
pool tournament and things like yeah. that. But the game room is really fun because it's just like if you want to just chill and like just relax and you have nothing to do and you just want to like oh I want to play some games or just shoot pool or whatever you mm -hmm. can go right there and you know um have a good time. So yeah, they're hosting like their big end of the year party and so everyone can come out and um bring their friends and um enjoy just some time playing games with food and and music and it's a free event. Yeah. So in the Midtown Student Center, right? Yes, Midtown Student Center. It's upstairs. So um, if you go upstairs, you'll you'll see the game room. That the you'll music see the is crowd, usually yeah. yeah, you see the crowd, and you usually hear the music. Mm. Like so, it's like two doors down from my office. So like oh, I, that's right. I yeah, always hear the music from the game room. So um, it's hard to miss. <laughs> and they can stop in and say hello to you. Yeah, yeah. Just so stop by, <laughs> say hi to me. I'll, I'll probably be in the, stop by in the game room too, just to relax, uh. <laughs> play some games. Why not? You know. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, as long as your boss lets you. Right, right. I'm pretty sure Daryl will be there also. <laughs> like, let's get a game going. <laughs> May 9th happening also is the 10th annual drag show. WCSUGSA will host the 10th annual drag show at 8 p.m. in Ives Concert Hall, um, Midtown Campus. And it starts at 8. Again, it starts at 8. Doors open at 7.30. So come out and enjoy the show. Last year it was great. I had a really good time. Um, the drag queens were awesome. The host, she was wonderful, um, and it was really fun. And they got like the audience involved, and it was it was really fun. So I think this year is going to be even bigger and better, especially since it's the tenth um, anniversary oh, of right. it. So um, it's going to be good. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to go. Um, and like be prepared to like get involved and might hop on stage and might actually like <laughs> do something on stage because you know they're constantly like getting the crowd involved which I love mm -hmm. so it's a really fun show so that's happening May 9th the 10th annual drag show um, Ives Concert Hall Midtown um, it's in Whitehall and um, it starts at 8pm so yeah but get there at 730 doors open at 730 so get there before the show starts oh, you yeah. don't want to miss so anything so you can sit right in front and yeah right <laughs> So that's happening. And then May 10th, the West Fest Carnival, which I'm very mm -hmm. excited about. Um, you should see this week um, some of the rides, like, arriving on the side. Because it's always weird. Like, I always, like, one day, like, the parking lot is empty. And the next day, I know I drive up and I see all these rides. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, oh, when do they? Like, I never see the drop-off. Like, I never see when they come. I swear they come, like, at night or whatever. Yeah. Because I never see when they're dropping off the rides. I just, they just always magically appear. So I'm just like, oh, they're going to have this this year and that, and that ride. But I'm just like, who drops these? Like, where are we getting these from? Because I, I swear they just drop from the sky. Because I'm just like, where are they coming from? But it's always fun. I'm, I've been every year since I've been here, and the carnival just keeps getting better. Mm. Um, and the fact that we're able to close off a whole lot and have it, and, and we don't have to pay anything for it, is just awesome because we know that carnivals are getting really expensive just for entry. That's right. But um, we get free entry, free food, and things like that, so that's just awesome. And so May 10th, and I'm hoping the weather is good. I'm hoping it uh, you know, doesn't rain, you know, and have, we just have a good time. Be more like Atlanta. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm hoping hoping so. I hope I bring some of the weather back because <laughs> we need sunshine. I'm tired of mm -hmm. the rain. But um, either way, we're going to have a good time. So um, the carnival starts from 6, and it goes all the way to 11 in the commuter's uh, parking lot. And for those of you who don't know, when you drive up west side or when you drive up the hill, the parking lot that's on your right is the parking lot where the carnival is going to be. It's going to be hard to miss because all the rides and the music and things like that. If you miss it, I, I'm not really sure where you plan on going. Yeah, but Park somewhere else. Right. It's right there. So um, you can park, I believe, in the Centennial Garage and just walk. Mm, um, and then good. there's parking on the side street also. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun event. And then there's um, going to be fireworks, weather permitting, at 9 p.m. So the fireworks are always fun. And um, last year they had a lot of great rides. They had a Ferris wheel. They had the slides. They had the swings. 
say that. a lot of good rides. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to get dizzy on all if you take a slide. It's no. Not, uh, yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to go on the dizzy rides, but the dizzy rides are fun. Like you know, but just don't go on a back to back. That's my suggestion uh, okay. because you will get dizzy back to back. And if you didn't eat, or if you did eat and you have a weak stomach, yeah, it's coming. I think out. it's worse when you do eat. I think right. it, I think it's worse when you do eat. Yeah. But then on an empty stomach, also you might get even more dizzier and feel hmm. weak. So you don't want to do that also. So. Just give some time in between your meals uh, before going on rides, and and don't go on dizzy rides back to back that spin you out of control because you really are going to be dizzy. But um, it's really fun, and they have like a uh, candy apple, they have popcorn, funnel cake, and then they have food trucks also that uh-huh. are there. And then they had, I believe they had henna last year, a uh, face painter. They had like a balloon artist and a cartoonist. No kidding. A lot. They had a lot, and it was it was fun. You like they, all that stuff too? I like do. The balloon artist. Yeah. Well, the balloon. I got a Spider Man. I was really happy. <laughs> um, I wanted a Scooby Doo, but like all the like Scooby Doo was like sold out because everyone like got them. But like I'm gonna really? try to get Scooby Doo this year, and they make them like you can get like a really big one or like mm-hmm. a small one. You can get a hat or whatever. Um, I was really excited about my balloon, and then I got my face painted also. I was like, <laughs> I like I was five year olds again, but like I, you know. No, it was fun. Um, and they also had like a cartoonist that uh, drew your picture, um, like a jewelry maker also, and really? a fortune teller. Yeah, there was a fortune teller there. I did not go to the fortune teller, but people did, so I hope their fortune came true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of too voodoo kind of stuff. Yeah, huh? I was just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I, don't, I think I'm going to stay away from that. I'll just go get my balloon. So that's what I did. <laughs> and then I got my candy apple, which was really good. And I got my funnel cake, and they had fried Oreos, like all the sugary really? stuff. Yeah, they mm. had a lot. So it was a really good event. I and you eat it. fried Oreos too? I do. I can't eat, like they gave me like six. I can only eat like two because <laughs> They're just like, they're really sweet. Yeah. So my friend and I, we said next time we're just gonna share it because it's it's really sweet. Like, and I was just like, oh, I can't eat all of these. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. like, it was a lot. It was a lot, but um, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. And I know last year it drizzled a little bit, but everybody was still out there anyway. So that's why I said rain or shine, people still show up. Um, as long as it's not thundering or anything. And so far the weather looks good. It doesn't look bad. So um. I think it's going to be a good time, and it's just a fun time. Yeah. Good way to end off West West Week and a nice way to kick off finals week. You kind of have fun with your friends, and then, you know, you stress out later. So. <laughs> that's the last. That's kind of the wrap-up? Yeah, that's the wrap-up. That's the big finale. I saw that SGAA is doing a bamboo novelty Oh. on Monday, too. Oh, wow. I didn't know. What, what, a bamboo? Bamboo, yeah, like bamboo. a little plant. Oh. And somehow I didn't understand what you, how you, what actually happens with it. Yeah, but I thought I don't, the name was strange. Are we planting? Are they planting? They I must have, give you a little pot I with have, sand in it and put a oh, uh, maybe piece of bamboo. It, in. I think bamboo doesn't it re- represent like peace or something? Something right? like that. I think so. Yeah. So they, oh, so they're handing out. Well, that should be nice. I guess one more piece of crap for your dorm right. room. Right. You know, you know how they do like the the moose like. I have like they actually bamboo moose. Yeah, they mm. usually hand out like these moose. Like it's like build a bear, but like mm. it's you can stuff a moose. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they they choose <laughs> to do a moose. I really never understood. But I have like two mooses, you and do. I'm just like, why do I have this? Like I just don't understand why I have him because I'm just like, what, what does a moose have to do? We're the colonials. Like why what, what, why do we have mooses? But you know, I just I don't know. <laughs> they must. You'll take something. it. Sounds like right. It. I, you know, it's free, so right. I'm like, why not? And he was cute. He was a little cute little guy. But I'm just like. <laughs> Why, why moose? But they should do Scooby Doo. They should. You know, mm-hmm. it makes. You know, he's a dog. There'd Everybody be a long loves line, a dog. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> so I guess we'll see. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, that's the big finale to West Fest Week. So a lot more events uh, day two, and then tomorrow's the Coney Island trip that mm. I will be going on. So I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah, I can't wait. My first time going, so I think it should be fun, and um, hopefully the weather is good for that. Also, you just never know mm. with Connecticut weather. You just don't know if you're going to get winter one day and spring, yeah, and, or an inch of rain. Right. So you just don't know. <laughs> Bring your, uh, you have a rain hat or something? I have a poncho and I have a raincoat and I'm bringing it all. Yeah, then you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't downpour, but I'll be on the rides anyway. <laughs> as long as they didn't shut it down, I'll get on them. So. <laughs> Are you going to take pictures so we can put on our website, our I will. podcast website? Definitely, definitely. That'll I be good. Definitely will. <laughs> so uh, I want, before you finish, I wanted mm-hmm. to give a shout out. I was uh, at a women's center of Greater Danbury event and one of the uh, pr- the prevention educator named Matt Austin, who I know, came up and said, Paul, I love that podcast. <laughs> I listen every week. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So he's a big fan and yeah. I want to make sure that he hears his name on definitely, our podcast. Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, thank you, Matt. All right, so you're um, done, but you're going to come back next week yes. and tell us all about it, right? Yeah, Maybe I have two to more tell weeks. you all about the events, and, and there's still more events, you know, happening um, through the summer. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to come back during the summer? And do no, that? well, I don't think so, but <laughs> I can talk about them now. <laughs> yeah, you give us a preview. Good. Right, I'll give you a preview. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, Thank Chantel. You. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Have a great time in Coney Island. Thank you.